What's up, everybody? This is Chris Kane here with another episode of the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. I'm here with my girl, Kristen, today. Kristen, say hey to the people. Hi, people. Why are you doing this, this sexy phone <laughs> voice? You can talk normally. Hi. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Hi, but please call me Chucky, not Kristen. Come on. I'm sorry. You know I, my name. I know. Well, that's not on your birth certificate. It is. is. It? That's Chucky? my last name. You never knew that? Why? I, I don't spell it the same way, though. I spell Chucky like C U C H U K, whatever. I spell it not the way your last name is spelled. But that's how you pronounce my last name. <sighs> it's okay. I get it. Chucky, thanks for being on the show today. I'm is sure that, you appreciate it. I appreciate it. So do the millions and millions of our fans. Are so, there really million people listening to this? Listen, don't 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 ask questions, all right? Okay. <laughs> ask I questions. answer, I answer questions. I got it. If that a million people, we wouldn't be Post it up, it will be somewhere. Oh, this isn't fancy enough for you? It's pretty fancy, but a million people fancy? We'll have like the super microphones that come down and do all that other sexy shit, you know? But regardless, we've been friends for how long? Six years now? Long time? About six and a half years, I think. Been a long time. And you're one of the more interesting people I know. You have a lot of stories. Um, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of stories. You have a lot of stuff you've been doing. And we just finally kind of got back on the same page and I said, you know what, the people really need to know kind of the journey you've been on for the last year, 12 years, how do you want to say, that you've been on because I think it's interesting and I think a lot of people can get something from it. Okay, yeah, we can say 12 years. Okay. That makes you think like I'm in my 20s, right, 12 years? Anyway, so... When I say 12 years, I'm like, unless you guys started, like, at 10. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Do you think? What am I supposed to talk about? Talk about what you've been going through. Oh, about blog. being single for 12 yeah. years? I try to be subtle about the lead-in, but, you know, I'll be more, I'll be more overt. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Yeah. Enough, so enough. I've been single for over a decade. It was 12 years on July 5th. Okay. Um, dated a lot of guys. A lot of douchebags, a lot of nice guys. Not gonna, course, not gonna lie, I've met some really great guys. I just wasn't ready to settle down, and I still don't think I'm ready to settle down. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know? Like, well, so that you want to know about like my Asian fetish and how that hurt me living in Miami because there are like five single Asian guys there, and I dated them all, and it didn't work out. That's probably part of it. Um, but even more than that, like I know you're starting. A blog kind of thing. So oh. I think maybe oh, that okay. leads into the rest of it. So let's talk oh, about that. Oh, you want to talk about my blog? Okay, so it's sure. not out yet, but I started writing it. And um, it's kind of like a decade single. And it can be related to men and women, I guess. But it just goes into... Now that I am in my 30s, not in my 20s, uh, <laughs> I feel like I can justify like what what happened to me when I was younger and make it relatable to younger people and old people like myself you keep saying um, old people she's in her early 30s that's Don't not her... true that's very kind of you but i'm actually in my mid 30s what qualifies as mid i'm 34 that's mid that's mid mid right. early early 30s is 30 31 32 33 is kind of that weird area but 34 is definitely mid 34 35 36 is definitely mid okay she's in her beginning mid 30s is that reasonable 
but you're not old. Like people are like, how old is she? 40, 45? No, she's, but she doesn't look her age. And that's a good thing. Yes. I look 26. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's go, let's go back a little bit. So let's go back to, you said Miami is where a lot of this, a lot of the dating part happened in Miami. Right. right. Yeah. I've so. lived there for eight, seven, eight years. And then I lived in LA, uh, before that with an incredible man that had a wife and girl, or had a wife, kids, girlfriend, and, and then me, which I had had no idea about all of them. And that's kind of where I decided I'm going to be single for a while and figure out my own life and not deal with these stupid men out here. Um, <laughs> he did lie about his age too. I was very scarred about that situation. I wasn't in love with him, but it just definitely fucked with my head. Um, because my whole life, men have been pieces of work and have never really, like... You said that very nicely. I appreciate yeah. that for the podcast. In case my family's listening. Yeah, you could have gone really hard with that. Guys have been <sighs> difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I don't know where this Asian thing came from, but I know that I dated the first Asian guy in Miami in college. He was a doctor. Um... But I grew up in a town of 270 people, if you Google it, and everybody's white. Well, there was one mixed kid there, but nobody liked him. But of course. I like you. It didn't. That's, no, that's fine. I, I like me. So if you... I'm not racist, don't worry. <laughs> just everybody else in my town is, well, which is why I don't live there. I'm saying so, so you got out of that. Mm -hmm. so you can grow up in a racist area and then leave the area exactly. you don't have to stay and just be like but well, I guess it all makes sense now since I did my 23 Me recently and found out that I'm African <laughs> Chucky is 18% African and she is now part of the tribe we've accepted you um, we didn't have we didn't do like the racial draft from the Chappelle show we just accepted you like it's cool you can just sign on as a free agent thanks um, I appreciate that it's cool a lot of perks come with it um a lot of not so good things. You get pulled over, just tap into the eighty percent. You know. Oh, I will. Yeah. Oh my God. These blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no question. So, I want to know a little bit about where your journey has been. Like, so you talked about the Asian guy and then being single this whole time. What have you done to fill the time that what you've been single? What haven't I done? Okay. I mean, I've done everyone and everything. <laughs> All right. No, no girls, but yeah, I've dated pretty much every guy. Um, Why no girls? That asked me out. I'm just not attracted to girls. Oh. Like no, no shade, no nothing. I just, I just like penises. You know, um, you don't appreciate the curves and the suppleness of a woman. I, I appreciate it. I'm just not attracted to it. There's a difference. Like I can look at a beautiful woman and appreciate her, but it just doesn't like get me going downstairs. Um, <laughs> at all. I said downstairs. All right. No, I mean, I've I had, uh, I did have one run in with a threesome, almost a threesome. There was this, a friend introduced me to his business partner and his wife that had just moved to Miami. And he's like, Oh, like go hang out with them. She just had a baby. She doesn't know anyone. It'll be great. So I'm like, cool. No big deal. I go to their condo, the Trump tower. Okay, found a way. First time Trump's appeared on the podcast, yeah. and we'll take oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. 
Um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, very wealthy, like... Yeah, we got it. A little bougie, um, bad taste. Got it. Persian. <laughs> and I get there, we're having a great time, and we're having drinks, and I feel like, oh, this is going great. We have to hang out some other time. And next thing I know, I'm pretty drunk, and I ask to go, I was like, oh, I need to use the restroom. I'm like, oh, go in the spare bedroom. It's, like, right around the corner. So I go in the spare bed, bed bathroom, bedroom in the bath whatever that's fine um come out and like she kind of attacks me i'm gonna say that's sort of aggressive but it was she like pushes me down on the bed lifts up my dress tries i'm like no no but we've had like seven shots of tequila um so i'm like slowly trying to get out of the situation and then her husband shows up and i'm like oh my god this is too much so i I didn't go along with it. I did get myself out of the situation and left. But yeah, that was the closest thing to a threesome that I've ever had. So you had a, a, a attacked, fake, almost threesome kind of situation. So they, they said they, they set this whole thing up. You, yeah. You they brought you up there exclusively for the threesome. Yes, and I had no idea. And then my friend who I didn't even talk to him for probably like a year, he called me and I just ignored his calls. We And this was seven, eight years ago. We linked up again in Miami a couple months ago. And then I asked him, I was like, yo, like what happened? Like, why would you do that to me? And he's like completely clueless, doesn't know. I'm so shocked. And there's like a 10% chance of like in my soul, I want to believe it, but in my, I'm like, no. Oh, I forgot about a time my girl almost raped you and then we almost had a threesome. But no, it's cool. Is that... No, it was his, it was the business partner. Like that was his business partner that he set me up with to like uh-huh. meet. So I was meeting my friend. He set me up with his business partner and his wife. But yeah, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like I'm not into girls. I'm not into threesomes. Not into Persians. I'm into Asians. And all the way around is like a no go for me. It's interesting, like given your experiences and given how free you've been, that you haven't had the three and the orgy kind of situation right it seems like that would have been right people automatically kind of assume that because i spent most of my 20s like 24 to 28 29 on a staple on miami's party scene out five nights a week every club every place knew everyone people like think that i i they kind of assume that about me they also assume that i've done drugs I probably, like, was hardcore into, um, like, doing coke and everything else. Yeah. I've never done a drug. Never did a drug. Um, never had threesomes or foursomes or orgies. Nothing. It's, it's, I can see why they would assume so. It seems to go along with the life based on what we see on TV. It's like, oh, it's that party girl. What's up, Chucky? And that was me. I had I was double fisted with two a drink in each hand, dancing my ass off for five hours, five nights a week. But it was just like not my thing. Like my best friend, one of my best friends, um, he never drank, but he was like one of the biggest promoters in Miami. Another one was I called him my BFF, which he hated it, and everybody <laughs> made fun of him because I would say that he um, he didn't drink either. None of my core people did drugs. So it wasn't really, wasn't really a thing. Like people that would come in and party, were always offering it. But our core group, we were just like, mm, no, we're not really interested. You told me an interesting story about Drake, down in Miami. 
can you enlighten the people about okay. that situation? Yeah, so I guess Drake was just coming out. Maybe he dropped his first album or whatever. Whatever you mixtape, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever people you people. Say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to that much music. I whatever never, you millennials talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. those cool words. Um, <laughs> so I'm in the club with my friends, having a great time. It's, I know it's a Friday night only because every Friday night I was at Live. Um, and like it gets quiet, the music kind of goes down, the DJ comes on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm just trying to dance and have a good time. And it's probably like 2 1 30 in the morning because that's usually when things start happening. And they're like, oh, this is this new guy, Drake. I was like, who the fuck cares about this guy? He sucks. Get him out of here. I want to dance and have a good time. And Drake, if you're listening to this, kind of still feel that way. Um, <laughs> don't laugh. This is just how I feel. I'm laughing because that's a body shot of Drake. He's got like 10 songs in the top 100. You're like, he's still not that good. <laughs> I just, it's not my thing. And if you ask me my type of music, um, I would say it's usually country music or like music without words, but more classical stuff. So yeah, it's not my thing. Um, I'm sure Drake's gonna be just fine. He's, he's got a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever. Just not you. Just not me. Are you still think he's But if he same? saw me, he'd probably want to be with me. He'd be like, Chucky. Exactly. And he'd be like, Do you love me? I was like, Did you hear the podcast? You should probably go listen to that. <laughs> he'd be like, I, I'm sorry, I'm too busy to know what podcasts are. I'm- and I'm too busy to listen to your music too. Thank you. Oof. Shots fired. Sorry. Hey, I'm really Drizzy. a nice person 50% of the time. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So you did all the Miami stuff. You left Miami. Where'd you go after that? So you said until like 29, you were in Miami on the like club 20, scene. Yeah, like yeah. 28. And then the market dropped. I lost my job. It was real shit. I don't speak Spanish. So I'd go for interviews and they'd be like, oh, that's great. And then the last question would be like, oh, do you speak Spanish? And we're like, no. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. So I was like, fuck you. Um, I moved to Austin for a job that um, a friend from high school was actually going to hire me for. And I went there and I hated it. It was the worst. Like the city um, or the job? Both. Okay. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I like the beach. I want to be on the ocean. Uh, and that place is landlocked. And when I had moved there, it was like, like the 20th day in a row of 100 degrees temperatures. And I was just like, uh, no. And it was dry. Like Miami's hot and it's humid. But you don't understand what it's like to be in 100 degree weather and like with no humidity and you feel like your skin is about to peel off. I feel that way in LA all the time. I tell people. Yeah. It's like I'm in an oven all the time. Yeah. That's how I felt um, when I was here a couple months ago. But... I met some really cool people. So when I went there, I was like really depressed. And so I was like, I need to find a place that reminds you of Miami. So I went to the W. And you have to relate this back to eight eight years ago, seven years ago, when Austin wasn't like the popping city yeah, it was. Yeah, it's popping. Now they had a Super like, Bowl. It yeah. doesn't even look the same um, as when I lived there. So I went to the W because I'm like, the W, Miami. I party a lot. The W went to the wall. Maybe they have a club here. We can just like hang out. And I got there, got a drink, and I was walking around and I saw a book and it says Miami on it. And I was like, well, this is the place where I'm gonna hang out. And sure enough, it was a good place. I met all the trust fund kids, the oil money, 
have their little apartments in the sky at the W, party with them. They did a shit ton of coke. Not really my thing. Didn't know that about Texas, but now we know. Oh my God. We would go to dinner and I'm not even kidding you. We'd be at a really nice place and they'd want to pass like the key or whatever around and give everybody bumps <laughs> at the table. And they're like, you want something? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. 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 You want a party? What? Yeah, I party. <laughs> I party, but not like that. And then they all do coke and then they bitch about their lives. And I'm like, why are you bitching that you're going on vacation? Oh, well, I scheduled it like a couple months ago, but now I just don't feel like going. Take your fucking private jet, fly to New York, or where the fuck your plans are, and shut the fuck up. How long ago was this that you have this much hate still in your heart? This is like seven, what, was it six years ago? That was eight, seven, eight years ago, whatever. <laughs> you still haven't gotten over it? <laughs> Take your fucking plate and get out of here. Okay, I come from a very small town. I grew up, you know, I didn't grow up with a lot. So I hate people of privilege that complain about privileged things. Sure. Um, so there was a guy that I met there. We hung out a lot. And this is when the economy was dropped, like crashed the ground. And he made a statement. We were watching the news one day. And he made a statement. He goes, I just don't understand why these people just can't go back to school. Because they were talking about like these 40-something-year-old people that worked in a factory or whatever. They lost their job. Everything's closing down. And I looked at him like he was fucking crazy. Like, you don't understand why they can't go back to school. Number one, it costs money. Right. Oh, they can just get loans. You can't just get a loan at 40-something years old, go back to school, and even if you get the loan, when are you going to get a, find another job that pays for your house and pays for your kids that are still going to school? But he could not wrap his brain around this concept because... It's like, why don't you just go into their trust fund and pay for school? What? But just go into your... Like, this is his mentality. Yeah, like... like just go into your trust yeah, fund and get, pay for get school. a loan. I can get a loan. I'm yeah. like... Just go to the bank and ask for yeah. 40000 You also grew up in a house that was 20,000 square feet with an elevator and private jets, and you actually flew on a plane with Michael Jackson when you were a little kid because that's how rich you are. That's a wild story. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of flying with Michael He actually Jackson hit me up not too long ago because he'll come back to Miami and hit me up a few times. And occasionally I'll hang out with him. Like during Art Basel, we hung out. Just because, like, he does get to go to, like, the coolest parties. And I do art, so I will not let my hate of his privilege <laughs> deter me from... Having a good time. <laughs> not just having a good time, but being to these parties where people have money and I can be like, look, I do art too. You want to see my art? It's like, I will forfeit my morals for this trip to get my career going. Wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's flown Michael Jackson before. I guess if I met somebody, I'd be like, hey, man, you know Michael Jordan? Yeah. Maybe. No, I don't know. I've always thought I, I wouldn't, but let's be honest, you don't know until you're put in a certain situation. And it's right? not necessarily bad all the time. I did end up at Paulina, Paulina Rubio. She's like a Latin Yeah, person. I don't know her first name, but yeah, I know you're I talking about. Something like that. I ended up at her house that night. How was that? It was okay. She had like kids and like couldn't leave her house. And I was like, wow, even rich people can't leave their house when they have kids. I don't think kids are for me. 
we can, well, you gave us a nice segue. So you're at the point now where you have a small window ish. Excuse me? Ish. Listen if you here. want to have kids. Okay. No, you're getting into mine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not true. So I could get my eggs frozen and have kids when I'm 50. But would you, if you don't want kids at 34, then you'll want kids at 50? I, I always said if I have kids, I'll be like the 40, 45-year-old woman like having with a newborn. Because I still feel like there's so much life to live. Mm-hmm. For me personally, and I travel all the time, and I still want to continue to travel. I'm not ready to sacrifice my life for someone else. I respect that. Which is probably why I'm single too. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a contributing factor. <laughs> I'm sure it's not just like some random like. <clears throat> so that's interesting. So you would, so you you would be okay with the whole, um, I can say petri dish kind of thing. But yeah, for like I'm okay with it like, now. Like if I want to have kids now, I don't really want to birth any child. Like, if I got pregnant, I'd be really pissed off, <laughs> even at 40 or 45, and be like, what? Like, like how did this happen to me? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to birth a child. You know how many times, like, now since I've been over the age of 30 of hearing my friends' horror stories about giving birth or, like, being pregnant, like, that's not my life. Like, I don't want that. Listen, I believe very strongly not everybody needs to be having kids. There are a lot of unfit yeah. parents. A lot. I, I don't know. I mean, mine were kind of unfit. Sure. I think there was a comedian. I don't know which one it was. that said, you should almost have to pass like a test or like fill out something to become a parent. Yeah. Because you could just be 15 and just dumb and get pregnant. But you have no knowledge about the world. You don't have a job. You have no skills. And now that person's in the world like, yeah, hey, Yeah, and you know what? who those people are called? Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're telling me like a real term. Like, that is a real term. That's not, not uneducated, not smart, not worldly, knows nothing about the world. So fifteen year olds are Trump supporters, that's what he's saying. No, because those fifteen year olds eventually become eighteen and twenty and thirty. And they just they just vote. For Trump. <laughs> I think it's a it's a thing though where listen, we a lot of people exist to procreate. That's obvious. That's like That's such a terrible life. It's it's a bad life. But there's, I think there's there's a societal pressure. I think that's the problem. If yeah. you want to have kids, I think you should have kids. But if you feel like if I don't have kids, my life is worthless, I think that's the issue. Because that's what a lot of the TV's about. That's what a lot of the ads are. It's like, oh, like like they give so much Mother's Day like energy where it's like, there's no better thing than being a mother. It's like, what if you're a 35 year old boss bitch who doesn't want that? I think that's and you, but you're doing the, some great stuff for the world. Maybe you're solving cancer and shit. I'm like that's still, a big deal. There's too. still judgment. I I feel like I felt that when I was 29, about to be 30, I felt a lot of pressure on that, and I ended up dating this guy who was a complete moron. Um, <laughs> And I had been single for a long time and not even worrying about that, but like 30 was creeping up on me. Tender came out. Oh, boy. And I was at Publix and. Let's talk about Tender in a second. And, and match, and we matched. And I remember, oh, he wants to hang out. Sure. And in my head, I looked at him and he wasn't Asian, so I knew he wasn't the one. But <laughs> I thought, oh, this is what I need to do. Right. He's the worst person ever. Great family, love his parents. Um, never met his brother or sister, but they seem like really great people. Still friends with him, but he's just fucking. Moron. He's not dateable. No, 
but he's like 37 and he knows this. And if he hears this, he knows I'm talking about him. So, <laughs> so long story short on that wasn't very long. We kind of dated for like a month. And then I walk in on his house after him going out and partying with some friends that were in town and his fucking crazy friend, Cisco. And like, hey, I'll come over, cook you guys breakfast in the morning. I walk in and he has like a keypad. So I just put in the number and walk in and I hear someone like having sex. And I automatically assume it's his douchebag friend having sex with like multiple girls because that was his thing. Um, Living his best But I turned, it was a townhouse. So I turned up the stairs and I was like, hmm, that's not coming from that direction, which is the direction of his friend's room. It's coming from where his bedroom is, but there's two bedrooms. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's, you know, his cousin or another friend that stayed the night. No, 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 no. It was not. And we'll just leave it at that. What the (laughs) What kind of setup is that? What? I busted down the door. He was fucking some bitch and I was like what's up what this the is what fuck? the people want they don't want open this isn't a, a what the fuck Nolan Chuck movie. that's exactly what I said what the fuck Chuck cause his name is Chuck you um, give us an open ended like and inception she, ending she, <laughs> she, <laughs> give us the truth I don't know and then it was just like who's that and I'm like bitch who the fuck are you and so it just be his I pretty much woke up the whole entire house his cousin who was sleeping on the couch downstairs who looks like Thor um, came up and like grabbed a hold of me and Cisco, <laughs> yeah, and then Cisco came out, and they're all like drunk and hungover, whatever. He tries to tell me, "Oh, she's a nice girl. Um, I met her out, bitch. When I saw her naked, she had like tramp stamp and like tattoos and one of those, no offense, but those weird emo haircuts with like the really short bangs and like weird." This is no offense to who the emo people with the haircut. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> judgments, judgments. Okay. You gotta mix it all together, like. The tattoos, tram stamp, like, like she's not a fucking nurse. Okay. So. That's probably true. Yeah. So then she hides in his walk-in closet. I'm in the other room. She, like, locks the door. Well, there was always a thing in the house from the time I met them that they told me, don't ever lock the door because this house is an open door policy. You can walk into any room at any time because it's, mm-hmm. like, a bachelor pad. So I, like, they, like, leave me alone for a split second. And I go in and I open the door and I was like, I screamed, didn't you tell this bitch that what's the rule, rule number one or something like that? There's no locked doors. And I threw my body into the door because it was like a cheap door and it busted open. Everybody came running and grabbed me again. Sounds like some Tomb Raider shit. And then she's like screaming in the closet and then they like grab her and like usher her out. But yeah, she was a hooker. Well, no, I take that back. She was a stripper. Not all strippers are hookers. That's true. Yeah. They're not. Some of them are. This was one. I feel like she was. I like it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to end this current episode because we're going to chop it up into a two-piece segment. And that story ended very nicely, so there's no Mm -hmm. reason to, like, start a new topic. Yeah. And look at that. Top of the game. Um... So for those of you watching on video, we're going to chop this up now. We're going to pause the audio. 
wait for a second and then roll it back again. And it's kind of hot, so I'm gonna put the AC on. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So we're gonna take a take and a five. Sweaty ass. <laughs> we're gonna take a fiver. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Obviously, tune in next week for the part two version of this. For those listening to this. Oh, I get part two next week. Hell yeah. Well, we're doing it all now, but yeah, you, we're gonna chop this up. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. Listen, you got you got stories. I can tell once you started going, you got stuff. And my wine helps. The wine is a elixir of truth, so we're going to keep that rolling. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends, subscribe, all that good stuff. Chucky, you want to say anything before we sign out for the first episode? No, just thanks for listening to my shit. Thank you for listening to her shit. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces.